The Matthew Dark Show is sponsored by Roots Medical, rootsmedical.net. That's Roots Medical, getting to the root of your healthcare concern. And coloradomedicalfreedom.com. That's coloradomedicalfreedom.com. Welcome to the Matthew Dark Show, where hypocrisy meets accountability. You know what woke means? It means you're a loser. Your one-stop show for truth, courage, fellowship, and faith. As Ronald Reagan said, if we lose freedom here, there is no place to escape to. This is the last stand on earth. The bravest show on radio. I just want to do God's will. Sit back and enjoy. My goodness, if you're a Democrat voter, holy cow, are you looking for a refund? Ladies and gentlemen, it's showtime. Now here's your host. Take it away, Matthew. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome in, welcome aboard. This is the Matthew Dark Show, wherever and however you join us, we thank you. It is good to be with you. Now, remember, hit subscribe everywhere you get your shows and never miss an episode. Up to seven new shows per week. Good stuff everywhere. And tell a friend. Pass that on and tell a friend. A lot of the stuff like we covered yesterday is available for consumption. The problem with some messages out there, they're not being consumed at the rate in which they should be consumed. The, the idea that the Joe Biden scandal is made up fairy tale and, and don't, don't chew on that bone. These are going to hurt Americans in the long term. Same thing with our COVID information. Go there. Hit subscribe. Before we move forward into it, this is a show that is spirit-led, thankful to do the will of God here on earth. So what we're trying to do is gain fellowship community for those that are believers, that knows that something is going wickedly wrong right now, and they want to take action. They want to be a part of community. We are encouraging you. If you don't have an infrastructure, a pathway to getting engaged, small group uh, community fellowship, whether that's school, whether that's school board campaigns, folks, and that's coming up here in the fall. And boy, is this a critical time for Colorado children. This can be dominated by Democrats if we don't turn out, show up support. So you can support the community in so many areas. So get engaged. If you don't have a pathway to do that, connect with the show. Connect at the com. We can plug you in, pipe you in. There's a number of organizations that are always seeking help and aligning those values, aligning that spirit and that will be done here on earth so we thank you for that in advance and continue the fight as we hit we heat up right now i feel like this is that moment where we are we're getting ready to have a covid enforcement we're getting ready to have an all-time last gas cover-up on the joe biden crime remember we believe he steps down he is removed he is taken from this space any moment in time we believe that's happening the reason is this is you have to replace him within one month You have to replace Joe Biden within one month. You cannot six months out, three months out, have this hysterical replacement coming in at the last moment and pretend that this is going to to capture this record setting vote take that you're going to need. You can't do it that way. So Joe Biden has a TikTok, and I know we have a clock back there of about 30 days in which they will need to somehow accept what he's done with his son. He and his son were these were very bad boys. I mean, Joe Biden from an early on age. Uh, in politics, had no problem lying, had no problem looking at stealing, cheating, getting ahead, had no problem doing any of that stuff. Just looking people in the eye and say, yeah, I'm the smartest person. I graduated first in my class. I've got 10 degrees. I'm this, I'm that, the other. And have none of that be true and say it. And there's never repentance. There's never remorse. It's never like, okay, I embellished. I was excited. I was, okay, fine. I I don't have those degrees. Never a shred of humility come out of you. And that's 40 years plus in the making. So to act like there's no evidence that Joe Biden and his son were doing these things and and the reason why the the laptop was suppressed for four years now, it's still suppressed. 
I mean, we just get to hear what gets, you know, sort of leaked out and squirmed out of these hearings. The, the, the full contents, the full contents of the Hunter Biden laptop probably put him in jail for life for human or child sex trafficking. I have a feeling the contents on that are far more hideous than we'll ever know. Same kind of reason why they won't let us see the Nashville shooter manifesto, the transvestite student that went into the Christian school and murdered children. They won't let the public see that manifesto. Why? That manifesto shows exactly how deep and dark the mental illness is of the LGBT community and their hatred, their deep-seated hatred for the Christian faith, for the American way of life. Exposes all that stuff. We can't handle it. Of course we can. You don't want us to see it because you've been supporting a narrative that is highly dangerous to the average human. The average person walking around in a Democrat city should fear for their life. Go walk around Denver today or go walk around Highlands Ranch today. Pick your worst neighborhood and your best neighborhood in your state. There's a commonality. There's Democrats running one of them. You know, rats in the street running one of them. And until that is dealt with, we don't get away from any of this stuff, folks. So this is serious business. And if we just touch a little bit what we talked about yesterday and how impactful that is, you've been prepared with the knowledge and you're armed with the law and you're ready to use it. Super important you use that information and that guidance that we're giving here on the show because there's resources for what about to come. The flu, this is how this is different this time around. Nurses have been supposedly required to take the flu vaccine forever. Any hospital worker you're in contact, it's still bad medicine, but they're going to say this is a requirement of your employment. Here's the catch. It is now voluntary because of its classification. You have to remember that. Record everything. Get all facts. There's going to be huge lawsuits. There's going to be huge movements based on what they do this time and our response. Our response is strong. Wow. You think I'm going to put a mask on to go into King Supers? Are you kidding me? You got to be nuts. Go ahead and call the cops. And let's videotape me coming out of King Supers in handcuffs. What did he do? How many people has he hurt? No, he's not. He was not wearing his mask. And in 2023, 2024, we wear a mask any time we need to regain power. And that's all this is about. I, I mean, I've seen it, though. I've seen it at stores already in 95s, these big old things. And they're walking around as if and, and it's like, wow, that person is ex- they're presenting themselves outwardly as having trauma and they need help. It's a desperate plea for help. I think when you go up to pe- when you see them, they're, they're begging for help. They want a hug. They want information. They're trying to say, will somebody please guide me? Because I'm wearing this mask for absolutely no reason. And nobody's here to pick up the pieces. I've completely committed my life to mask wearing and compliance. But it's not, there's nobody here to help me now. I'm still empty inside. That person that's wearing a mask in the King Supers, in the Walmart, wherever the gas station, outside, driving by themselves, that person is screaming out. Don't forget that. They're screaming out for help. So we're going to try to educate them. It's with love, but this needs to stop now. This is an indecent behavior to go along with this, and it's hurting all of us. And that's our messaging is that when you comply with really hideous behavior, like putting a mask on a two-year-old, you're hurting all of us. I know it's, it's, it's taking care of some kind of immediate fear you have in your mind. You've made that okay. It's not okay. And we're here to tell you that we're behind you. We support you. But tell them no. And then you move on. Because you've got so many other things to deal with in your life, like out-of-control inflation. I mean, our poor people are getting slaughtered right now. Colorado is a great state, a very deceptive state, where it's like, oh, we don't have that high of taxes until you really 
look into it. The inflation and the, the housing, uh, the property taxes, the gas is $4 and beyond regularly in that area. That kills, crushes poor people. Democrat, Democrats claim to love and run and do serve poor people as they slaughter them. To me, that's such an easy thing to see, just like they claim to support minorities and Black Lives Matters, and yet they, their inner cities are some of the most violent places on planet Earth. It doesn't make any sense. So I think they're lying to us. And so we have to get out of this mindset that Democrats are anything other than the, the godless party that has invited Satan to run their platform, period. And until you start recognizing them as that, then I'm sorry, we're going to pretend that we can have negotiations and debates with the devil, some of these things are off the table for negotiation. Some of these things are so filthy. I mean, I can't believe you haven't already jumped ship, bailed ship years ago. And here we are now talking about really filthy stuff in the classroom. I, we talked about it yesterday, folks. Go to L.A. The trans families in L.A. are going to be five, six, seven, eight, ten to one to the trans families in the Midwest. Why is that? Oh, I see. It became hot, cool, trendy, sexy to be a trans person. And we caught that trend in these big cities and then Democrat themes flushed out every normal thinker. And now all you have left is these people, these these hormone injected, surgery mutilated, very sick, very lost people. They're lost people. That's what we have to remember. And the leaders of those people have said, oh, no, no, keep it. Come on. It gets better. Next thing we're going to have to we're gonna have you amputate your foot just to see what happens. I mean, these are not sweeties. CDC is set to roll out its new flu vaccine campaign, Wild to Mild, is what they're going to name it. I mean, boy, these guys are, wow. Now, let's see, Wild to Mild, and we're talking about the flu. Let's see. Oh, I see. We've completely now thrown out the window and bastardized the concept of a vaccine-preventing disease. Because the CDC is actually going to go out of their way in this campaign to say, you're going to still get the flu. But we're going to pretend that instead of you getting the worst flu of all time, take this vaccine that's now experimental, that's now fully immune to any liability. It's just going to be a lesser case. You will not have the intensity of symptoms with our vaccines. And you've signed away all rights because you need a flu vaccine because you don't want to have a wild, as they call it, case. So wild to mild campaign from the CDC. It's going to be social media and a radio buy to promote the flu vaccine. And we already say and the whole reason they're doing this, we're concerned about vaccine hesitancy. Huh. I wonder why. I wonder why you have vaccine hesitancy when you went to that senior and said, I know we asked you to get one and two. We are going to ask you to go ahead and get that seventh vaccine. And you're concerned about vaccine hesitancy? Yeah, I think so. Uh, I am hesitant, too, that you don't have any concept of math or what a vaccine was supposed to do. But they've changed all that. And the CDC with COVID really began changing language that said a vaccine is not meant to stop the transmission or prevention of a disease. It's really just to lessen symptoms. That's what they've changed it to. We've said many a time, you know, if I get five polio vaccines and I still get polio, yeah, I mean, I'm pissed off. I want a refund on that polio vaccine. It didn't work. And, and, and what's a light case of polio? Is there one of those? I don't think so. Just a mild case of polio? I don't think so. But they've done that. They've doubt lowered the bar so low to where if you take it and don't die, their vaccine was successful. Now, that is not good medicine. 
And we're paying a lot of money for that medicines. So the CDC is going to spend taxpayer money. They're going to take your money, run an ad campaign directed at you because you're hesitant about taking a vaccine. What? Why, thank you. I could have just thrown it in the toilet myself, the money. I could have set it on fire myself, the money. The last person in the world that's going to convince me to do a vaccine is the CDC. The last place in the world. Then the FDA and then all of their minions. You're kidding me. Is that that unbelievable to you, Luke, or what? The CDC is mad because people are hesitant. So they're going to do an ad campaign directed at the very people they're mad at. But you're the ones we hate. Does that make any sense to you? Not a bit. So I wonder how much they're going to throw in the toilet. Uh, Speaking of money into a toilet, thank you, Luke Cashman, always keeping us so primp, so proper, so on the button uh, as we flow through. Uh, New Denver mayor, the idea is to house a thousand homeless in tiny homes. Now, this is breathtaking. Fifty million, but it's no big deal. We're just going to shift some monies around. That's what he says. So you have seen now in the inner in the big cities our Democrat disaster cities, they've given up. These people aren't going to get off the street. They're not going to stop the drugs. They're not going to stop the behaviors. We're just going to give them the house. And they're going to stay in it. They're going to like it. They're now wards of the state at 50 years old. And they don't want to be tamed. And I say that with love. The reason they're living outdoors is because there was something in there about the rules they didn't want to do, for the most part. And God bless them out there, but it's an inside job. And so if you've had enough pain, you'll get off the streets. That's how this stuff works. Many of the people that still live out there that they're trying to relocate have no interest in relocation. They haven't reached the bottom yet. They haven't reached that maximum threshold of what the hell am I doing? I'm living on the streets. They haven't reached that yet. But that's okay, because Denver mayor is going to come in there and swoop them right up, put them in this house. And then all of a sudden, now it's not through education. It's not through labor. It's not through some kind of osmosis. They're just going to all of a sudden step into line. They're getting up on time. They're making breakfast. They're doing their laundry. I mean, all of a sudden they're doing these things. Ten minutes ago, they were living on the streets and they wouldn't come inside. They wanted to do drugs. They wanted to shoplift. They wanted to stay up late. They wanted to do those things. But politicians know what's best for them, too. So they're going to take $50 million of Denver taxpayer money. And we're going to start housing these people strategically, of course. They're going to be your next door neighbor. And that going to be a fun is, you know, the little tiny house. You see that tiny house getting built next to you. You're going to say, OK, we're out of here, honey. That was fun. See ya. Because that's what happens. And this won't be a not in my backyard kind of thing. Uh, if you complain about it. We'll put them in your house. You got it? These are homeless people. We'll do whatever it takes. That's kind of the messaging that we're getting here out of Denver. Uh, Not the crime. Not trying to get families back down there. Not trying to get, you know, that entertainment district to where it's all about tourism, people, Friday night, Saturday night. You want to go out there? Great. It's, It's never been safer, cleaner, more fun, blah, blah, blah. That's not happening in Denver. In fact, it's the very opposite. It's how do we avoid Denver? Can we go? How do we Can we just go to Cheyenne? Can we go the long way? We'll go completely. I mean, people don't want to be in Denver. And this for good reason. It's not people first. It's criminal first. And that's not a hard concept to understand. It's really hard to have both. You know, we love our criminals here and we love our families here. They just don't. Those two groups don't ever seem to mix too well. That's like the opposite of what parents want for their kids. And we're not seeming to pick that up at the administrative level uh, in downtown Denver. 
were okay with the uh, sweep it under the rug. You know, here comes another thousand. In some cities, this is now causing, you know, Denver, again, you stay away from it. But in some cities, this is actually causing now a, a, a national emergency, a statewide emergency, a call to action. You know, you cannot take on five and six and seven thousand new people with that have absolutely no resources that absolutely have to be taken care of. Um, you know, our our family budget isn't set now to take on six new kids coming in. Now we got to feed them, put them in daycare. We're not built for that overnight. But that's what you're asking all these cities to do day in, day out. Oh, another 10,000. OK, let's send them right in. Uh, well, where's the max? Where's the threshold? When do we start caring about people again? They don't. Could you imagine just barging in and just it's unbelievable. And again, we talked about you'd think, OK, well, these are parents. These are these are these are Ecuadorian parents. They've got three kids. They want a better life and they're seeking asylum, even though I mean, we know that's BS. OK. That's not what we're getting. No, no. We're getting dudes in their mid 20s looking to get a, you know, a hot new truck and live an American life and breed. That's what they're looking to do. They'll work. Oh, yeah, I believe they'll work. I mean, they'll work or they'll, st- they'll steal. But they're coming here in their mid-20s without children taking your job. Aren't they going to have to give these people your job? I mean, they can't deal with them. You take them. It's unbelievable. DACA, again ruled unlawful. Congress, not Barack Obama, is to set immigration policy. You know, Barack Obama, I don't think most people give him the credit he deserves for maybe an old time hypocrite, on video hypocrite. Uh, you said on TV during your campaign that America's got to have a border, got to have order. You got to go the right way to this country. And then he's the author of DACA. People think he did a good job. People think he's not this, you know, drug addicted, homosexual freak. They think he's this like, you know astute all time of American history. They think that. Would you leave your child with Barack Obama or Donald Trump? Go ahead. You kidding me? We've played the clip. Smoking crack, engaged in homosexual behavior, non-American, Muslim. It's disgusting. But again, ruled. And now you have like 15 million DACA recipients, 11. And you see how much faster it goes. This is why they needed this power. DACA has been going on a long, long time, 15 years, a dozen years, this process. This stuff with um, Joe Biden style, just open the thing up and let them come. 11 million encounters in less two years. What? 11 million? That's why these cities are having to call the National Guard. That's why these cities are saying we're drowning. We need help. That's why Mayor Eric Adams is saying this doesn't. Do you understand? This ends bad and it explodes. You understand that? Even he, I think they call him Eric Eighth Grade Adams because some of the things he says and some of the thinking is truly sixth grade, honestly. But he was dead on the money when I see no end in sight to the challenges that is facing New York City. They'll be broke. They'll be empty because who's going to stay there and do that? They're up in arms. They don't want the. They don't want their kids going to school across the street from where you're housing thousands of people who just broke the law. So you've got active criminals right across the street from your school. Parents don't want that. 
That's why I say all the parents, you Democrat parents, all the power in the world. I want you to know that. You could say no today. Say it right now. No, you no longer represent what is best for my family. I voted Democrat my whole life because my parents did. And Bill Clinton was a really slick articulator. Barack Obama was, he was the first black president. Of course, you had to like him. He's awesome. This is that moment where you say, but I don't recognize a single thing that I line up with now. Party's over. It's you, Democrat parents. Will you cut off your nose to spite your face because you hate Donald Trump that much? Will you do that? Your kids pay the price. How would you do that? Donald Trump is a rich guy, a guy's guy, been married three times, made mistakes. I'm not. Look, I did not say, well, if he's not as good as my father, then I'm not voting for Donald Trump. I didn't look for Donald Trump for that at all. Not once. So people that are saying, oh, he's not perfect. Get him out. Throw him in jail. Average Democrat. You're not thinking because those things mean nothing. Locker room talk and, you know, flat playboy money, private jets and casinos and hotels. Yeah, I know. It's whatever. Maybe you, maybe you don't agree with that lifestyle. Do you agree with the lifestyle of mutilating children, an open border, COVID vaccines for six months old? Do you believe, is that aligned with you too? I don't think so. Very few current Democrat policies Platforms align with the average American, Democrat included, of course. I, I don't even think you find act 20% alignment in America with current Democrat strategies, platforms, and desires. I don't think you can find that. CDC is going to go for it. I am telling you right now, folks, and I want stories. I want you to get me your feedback. If your employer asks you to take a flu vaccine... As a condition of your employment, you begin recording everything from that moment. You want to see what you signed that says you have to take it. You want to see exactly what it is you will be taking and does it match up with what you signed. And then you want to inform your boss that you are enacting your right to refuse experimental medicines. I hope you get fired. I hope you do. And I hope you sue the living snot out of them. And we start putting companies in extinction that think they have the right to do that. Okay? So keep us, I'll be glued in on this. Oh, I did want to report, too, on my findings um, with the pharmacies. Spoke to five different pharmacies, and guess what, folks? If you thought they had changed at all, you are wrong. They're the same. I would say they're just a shade worse because now they're like sort of shamefully admitting what they're going to do and and the way around it. So King Supers, their policy is just no, but we refer to Walgreens. That's what the guy told me. I said, okay, so just company-wide, King Supers does not want your pharmacists dispensing ivermectin for COVID-19. That's what I was calling on. What's your policy going to be for ivermectin this year, this go-around? So King Supers, Kroger, national brand, their policy is we don't allow it. Guy said it. But we would refer you to Walgreens. We have found that they've been a little bit more friendly. This is a pharmacy. Okay. Okay, great. I'll call them next.
Walgreens, bing, bing, their policy is going to be yes and no. It depends. Check it out. Who the pharmacist on staff is. So it would be at their discretion if they're comfortable with it. <laughs> okay, so if you, if you have, again, if your pharmacist is a Democrat, you are not getting ivermectin at Walgreens. Period. Okay? Then, uh, let's see, okay, Safeway. Another national, they're all the same. It doesn't matter. There's not a friendly big box pharmacy that's saying, oh yeah, we'd love to help you out in this critical time. Their policy is, Yes, we have it, but very few amounts. So, yes, we carry ivermectin, but we don't stock it with any regularity. So sometimes it's just we don't have it. Sorry. But we will ask you if it's for COVID-19. And if you indicate COVID-19 as the prescriber, we will not fill that prescription. Okay, so let me just clarify. This is the inmate telling the prison guard, I'm going to lunch now. Okay, the pharmacist telling the doctor can't do it, won't do it. That's not the pharmacist's job. But you know what's funny is these pharmacists, and this isn't even funny. This is American tragedy, but this is breathtaking, jaw-dropping. You know, when you say, oh, there's a Hippocratic, you've been a hypocrite there. Can I talk to you about that? They didn't act like this at all when it came to our opioid crisis, did they? You get an Oxycontin like this. You get a painkill like that. No problem giving those out like M&M's. But ivermectin, the safest drug on the planet, award-winning drug, been consumed some five billion times by men, women, children all over this world? They're not comfortable with that? You just got this guy addicted to painkillers. He's living on the streets now. He's divorced. He'll never see his kids again. He's going to die early. You did that, but you're worried about ivermectin. Huh? Shame on you. Okay. So what I'll do is, if you want, if you do not have a provider lined up, you do not have the protocols in your cupboard for COVID-19, Wuhan-19, man-made in a lab in North Carolina, and then shipped to Wuhan, China, the Viral Institute for Final Assembly, and then deployed around the world, that COVID-19 If you don't have it, you need to get connected with either coloradomedicalfreedom.com, find a doctor, or rootsmedical, rootsmedical rootsmedical.net. This is what I'm encouraging. You do a $99 visit. You get set up with everything in the cupboard. You spend 30 minutes. You're on. You're in the game now. So if you get COVID in six months, no problem. Start the protocol. Call your provider, and you're going to sail through any infection. Okay, that's one thing I encourage. The second thing I encourage you do is you get yourself oh so comfortable with the laws regarding medical research and you draw that thing like a gun. What you say about I have to take a shot? Okay, may I advise you about the laws surrounding medical research? That's what you'll say. And your boss will say, what? Yeah, that's right. Um, Did you know that you just broke federal law by did you know that? Did you have any idea what you just did to yourself? You stepped in it. You can't get out. We have to flip the script or this game never ends. Do you understand that? And this is how you do it. You wield your fullest and mightiest power against those trying to consume you, devour you. It's breathtaking. Unbelievable. But that same CDC that's now going to run a flu campaign, they've also given a wide full endorsement for the COVID shots. The COVID shots that we know for teen boys, young men. I mean, the CDC has published this. Pfizer has published this. The FDA has published this. Even though they know, it's well-read, 
well-documented, non-disputed, that the vaccines are causing myocarditis in young men, the CDC is still giving this blanket, cookie-cutter, one-size-fits-all, everybody get their booster. And you're telling us that we don't have the right to question that kind of thinking? So even knowing that you're at high risk of myocarditis, in fact, much higher risk of myocarditis than you are any fatal outcome or dangerous outcome of COVID-19, you'd still recommend we do that to our kids? Why? And the second you do that, you're now not, you're opposing them. You're not on their team and subject to annihilation. That's going to happen again. Of course, it's going to happen again. They just made a declaration that would be dangerous for young men. So the answer is no. And quite frankly, no, not no, thank you. It's no, absolutely not. Absolutely not. And you have to understand that the reason that no is such a powerful word is that there's going to be more overreach. It's not just COVID that they're overreaching on. Look at this governor. Look at this New Mexico governor. Now, we've referenced on this show many a time about just wait till they announce climate emergencies and you're not driving today. You're not going to school today. You're not working today. You're not turning on your TV today. Why? We have a climate emergency and you're not sacrificing all for the greater good. Those come too. But before even that, we've got New Mexico judge. She and you know, anytime we lose a child to gun violence, it's disgusting. It's filthy. I, I don't care. Accident, intentional, it is ah in your stomach. So they had three of those deaths in New Mexico. Three of those deaths in New Mexico. And she declares a 30-day conceal and open carry ban on your Second Amendment. She just shuts the thing down. You cannot bring a gun into Albuquerque or one other surrounding county. Okay? Now, why? She deemed it an emergency. She deemed that in an emergency, she can make what she feels best decision for the people. Okay? So this is just the beginning of this stuff. It starts with covid then it's your car, then it's your gun, then it's your school. And it's just, it stops when you say no. That's all. We'll jump a call in. Eric, what a great patriot. Welcome in, sir. What have you got for us this morning? Hey, young man, you great American, Matthew. I just wanted to put it out there to the three million people that are listening to your great show. Uh, <laughs> that Ken Buck yeah. Yuck. is not a good guy. Nope. I I, I had mentioned to Kim Munson that I wouldn't be surprised if he changed over to the Democrat Party. Yeah. My God, Matthew, because he's he closer to that. You're right. Like it. I just wanted to put that you know out there, my brother. So here's here's what it is. So I've heard that. I I saw his ridiculous letter, and you're dead on it, Eric. Is uh, you cannot negotiate with any of these people, and so when you're when you're in agreement and in alignment with Democrats on January 6th, that it was some kind of a horrible day, that it was an insurrection, that, and we've got some tape from Jenna Griswold from last weekend. Holy cow. Unbelievable. But we'll get into that here in a moment. If you're siding with Democrats on J6, then you are basically saying we are anti 
the, everybody else. Because what happened on January 6th was designed to silence you and I forever, to permanently put Democrats in power. And the only issue that we're now finding with January 6th, no crime, nothing happened. They made it up and now they got to pay the piper. We got and, and the cover up is immense. So Ken Buck is participating in that. Ken Buck should be bawling his eyes to sleep every night that there's still J6ers sitting in jail without a trial date that have been charged with ridiculous crimes, insurrectionists without a gun. Uh, so it's you, you're so right to never let people forget that. And I will let people remember Ken Buck barely is even on this seat. Some activist from his town at assembly was within a razor's edge of unthroning him. And he was running around that office, trying to get votes, scrambling around to and fro. He's all over the place, but J6 is a non-negotiable. It was bull sugar. And anything other than that means you are anti-American, period. It's a tragedy, Eric. He, he just, uh, the quicksand, uh, Matthew, is just... Uh, Sucking him in because yep. I'll never forget back in 2022, Matthew, mm-hmm. that he refused to censor Elon Omar, right? Congresswoman that hates this country. Correct. And he had, uh, do you remember his? Just, do you remember oh his excuse God. for that? Uh, we don't want to play in the mud. We don't want to set the standard. We don't want to do what they're doing to us. Those guys don't get it. They're coming for everything and you don't want to get in their way. So guys like Ken Buck, you're out of it, buddy. I mean, he was right when he voted against the debt ceiling and that stuff. But that's what I'm talking about is you, if you're not consistent, I know, I know exactly how to vote on like the five main issues in America. And if you answer wrong on any of those, then you are in the way. You are hurting the average American. You cannot sit here and talk about I'm pro-life, I'm pro-freedom, I'm pro the Constitution, and I'm also a huge climate change guy. You can't be that guy. That guy doesn't have a role because why? Climate change is a huge problem. It's their agenda, and they are suffocating poor people to get there. Yeah, it's time for him to go. Big time. That's right. That's right. Somebody, we'll get him out. We get him out. Okay. We'll get him on. I'm going to still try to get him on, Eric, and he maybe have to answer some of these questions. So thank you for the call. God thank bless. You. Thank okay. you, sir. God bless. Very good, sir. Off he goes. Zipping in, zipping out. That's Eric. <sighs> it's a filthy one. Why would you sit there and queuing t- up that Jenna Griswold? He'll have it queued up. This is really breathtaking. So. There's two people, there's two mindsets in America right now. J6 was a joke, like we say, or J6 was worse than 9-11. Nothing happened, but it was worse than 9-11. How we got there, who knows? But you have those kind of people. Um, You have the kind of people that think the COVID shot is wholesome and good and saved the country and saved the planet. And then you have people that think it is absolute poison and designed to kill you, control you, maim and injure you. Okay, you have those kind of thinking. You have people thinking that it's okay to abort a newborn in the delivery room. And other people are saying, no, that's murder. And I think you need to hang for what you've done. That's just there's no negotiation. See, it's black and white. Jenna Griswold uh, is towing the company line. This is our uh, secretary of state. Right. With with all these future ambitions. She is the president of the sec- Democrat secretaries of states across the country. So they have a little collusion club in which they're always meeting. What are you going to do? Of course, you know, the movement is to take Donald Trump off the ballot. So you see, we knew this was not over at the indictments. 
We'll have a list. We have a list to do at the end of the show. Five things Democrats will have to do to win in 2024. I mean, we always look at it from our lens. Flip it. Look at what they have to do. Wow. That seems hard to do. We'll talk about that in just a moment. Jenna Griswold, though, is also of the thinking that Donald Trump should be left off of a ballot. She's, if she believes a crime was committed and this 14th Amendment, this sort of vague, you know, in order to protect the country, we enact the 14th Amendment. And that's what they're going to try to do here, even though there's no crime. Let's just hear her and then come right back to it. It's breathtaking and disgusting. Are you of the opinion that Donald Trump should be precluded because of the 14th Amendment? I am of the opinion that this is a big constitutional question. Uh, Section three of the 14th Amendment clearly lays out that if someone swears to uphold the Constitution and then later engages in insurrection or rebellion or aid or comfort to the enemies of the Constitution, they cannot serve in office. Uh, You know, this amendment has been applied before, uh, namely during Reconstruction, when hundreds of former Confederate soldiers and office holders were removed. So there are some big questions. For example, uh, does the amendment bar someone who would be disqualified under it from running for office or just being seated in office? Who gets to make that decision? There's also questions about how to consider such disqualification under state law. Uh, So I am a, a big proponent of this needs to go and be decided by courts. And that's exactly what is happening in the state of Colorado. I hope this litigation gives guidance to myself, but also other secretaries of state across the nation. What if you're called upon to exercise discretion? You've been very critical of the former president during your victory speech, referencing him stealing the presidency or attempting to do so, the use of conspiracies and lies to incite an insurrection. If it comes down to to authority placed in your hands, can you be fair to him? Absolutely. Uh, And I think um, being fair is considering the facts. Uh, You know, Donald Trump did incite an insurrection. He did try to steal the election from the American people. Now, that does not mean that at this point a a court would determine that that is disqualifying. And in terms of what would I do with discretion, you know, we're we're not quite there. So so she would say, no, I'd wait for the facts to come out. And then in the same sentence said he was guilty of inciting an insurrection and trying to steal the election. Now, there was not a single gun on one of those insurrectionists. He talked about peacefully going to the Capitol and doing this. But in her mind, and every Democrat leader, not the people per se, but the, pe- the the leaders of those people, the leaders of those sheep, absolutely, in their minds, they have said that lie enough times to themselves that they believe J- Donald Trump instructed on live TV his marching orders to go steal the election, overthrow the re- election. And do all the, he, he, that's what they said they saw on TV. Now, and then after we see all the tapes, and we still haven't seen all the tapes, we did see him murder Ashley Babbitt. We did see him escort the, the Shyamalan guy throughout the, the Capitol. Police escorts we saw. We saw old women uh, that looked like they just had gotten out of the gift shop and were waving, you know, what they had purchased. They had gone and made a little souvenir purchase, and they were waving that. We saw that, okay? And then we saw this, this unbelievable orchestrated plan to censor Donald Trump, to make this the biggest thing ever, to form a committee, to really overplay what happened there. Remember, we put a fencing around the Capitol. We protected these people. Oh, they were scared. Oh, they were running in the halls and and these things. 
And then we find out all the police officers that they said died that day didn't, and that the one that did, um, it was hours after, and it was a completely unrelated heart. They tried to say he got hit in the head with a fire extinguisher, killed him, the Kipnik guy. So they lied about January 6th, and that's why when we talk, if you're talking Ken Buck, it's a hard, nah. J6 is a crime on the American people, not the other way around. And until that gets rectified, I'm not, you know, we're not having this conversation. See, you can't just play ball with people like that because the Democrats, for what they did, I mean, there's been no repentance, but we're still negotiating. Ken Buck's still negotiating with them. You did what you did during COVID. You did what you did with the border. You've done what you've done with the inflation. You've done what you've done with so J6. You've done what you've done with all these things. You need to cock on my side of the table now. You're failing epically in everything you touch as a Democrat. So we're just not uh, using the full... That's why he's got to go. He, he just got to go. I actually am hoping that we get some more movement in the House. We can have Matt Gates be the speaker and just start getting after it. At least show us that you're doing something. Kevin McCarthy told us day one, we're repealing the 87,000. We're going to be guard the purse. And, and they've done none of that. We're, we're going to start putting bills out there. He done none of that. So we're actually hoping and, 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 and begging that we get some movement there because as it stands right now, it's, it's a wolf in sheep's clothes for the American people. And I think that's worse. I like people like Nancy Pelosi in the sense that you don't have to decipher at all what she is. Completely demonic, wicked, and filthy thing coming for everything you have. She is out front. You know exactly her intention. That's why I hate people like Kevin McCarthy and Ken Buck, that you're lying to me, and, and you think I don't know, but I know, right? Uh, I do know what you're doing, and it's not cool because it's working against the things that you said you were going to Washington to represent me for. So we're super disappointed in you there. That way you got to go. You're fired. I mean, for most people, they're not going to own a company. You're never going to have to walk in and fire an employee. Okay, that's just most people. But you're to fire your politicians every two or four years if they're not meeting your standards. You're to stop shopping and spending money at places that no longer match your standards. You have that power right now. You don't need to own a business for all that. You can direct your funds anywhere you go. And if you're working against things that I hold near and dear, kids, gods, American values, constitution, that way of life, I just can't, I, you know, with love, I just can't help you there. Sorry, I hope you're not mad. I just can't have that kind of relationship with you because you're trying to kill me. At the end of the day, COVID, climate change, the border are all designed to hurt people like you and I, period. There's no benefit to any of it. Replacing us with an illegal alien, stealing our communities by illegal immigration, um, hurting our health, maiming our immune systems with COVID shots. Oh, this, that's, not, that's not good for the average person, but they're doing it relentlessly. Five things Democrats will have to do to win in 2024. They have to do these things or they get slaughtered. I mean, it's just they won't be able to run a fair, clean, ho-hum, show up on Election Day election and win. That I can promise you. But they can do these things and still win. The number one thing they have to do, the first thing in order, is they have to replace Joe Biden. They have to do it now. They have to do it in 30 days. You have September now. Tick-tock, tick-tock. You have then a year out. President, especially when you're going up against somebody like Donald Trump. Donald Trump is not just a hot new rising star. 
Donald Trump changed the game. And so whoever you're picking has to go up against that. Uh, 75 million votes. That's where we're starting, new guy. You ready to play ball? You still in? That's a formidable thing. This is a president with already enormous success who changed politics, who changed positive American output. You know, we're going to be the leaders in energy. We're going to be the leaders in doing things. We're going to be homegrown when we do industry. If you're taking advantage and taking jobs and taking money out of America, we're going to fine you for that. We're going to tariff you for that. We're not going to do business with you. That was the, this hasn't been happening. Go back 40 years, supposedly, with Reagan. Been a long time since America first. So whoever they pick, and they have to do that immediately, they have to pick that now. You don't get to get into next June and say, I don't think we can finish with Joe Biden. I think he's going to get absolutely pulverized. Not that he could ever make it that much further anyways. So you have to make that move now. That starts right away. And you have to pick wisely. And everything you pick is going to have enormous baggage flaw defect. That's tough. But that's where you start if you're a Democrat. You are going to have to be, if you're a Democrat, more intensive than ever with your mail-in voting, your harvesting, your door-to-door scam that you run as a Democrat vote collector. They're going to have to be more intensive than ever. If there's ever to be a president election ever again in the history of the free world that is going to have more intensive mail-in voting, it's going to be this one. Because we now, I mean, think about this. You have declining, diminishing, imploding approval ratings. And you're going to need all-time record-setting amount of votes. That is, wow. That's why they they can't keep Joe Biden. That's going to be a really hard sell. They're going to try to say, well, he's the only one that can beat Donald Trump. Why? Because he did it before. Why? Because of mail-in votes. Why? Because of fraud. Why? Because it was a fake election. He didn't beat Donald Trump. I would be shocked if he got 40 million votes. I'll say that till the day I die. I would sleep like a baby knowing it was never more than 50. I just know that. Because people that would, they would just say, I don't give a crap about either one of these guys. I hate them both. I'm not voting. That happened way more than not. Not 81 million saying, well, I don't care what happens. I'm voting for Joe Biden over my dead body. President Trump gets another term. Baloney, there was 81 million of those. Bull. They're going to have, and this is number three. This is the next one. They're going to have to create enormous chaos and conflict in society to get the momentum built for 2024. Only Joe Biden, only the Democrats can rescue us from the pandemonium. Joe Biden brought the pandemic to an end. Remember, this was with their company line. Joe Biden brought the pandemic to an end. He got the vaccines deployed. He got you off masks. He got your kids in schools. And now here's 2.0 pandemic. He can do it again. Elect Democrats. They can save us, you know, but they need chaos. They need the chaos of George Floyd. They need the chaos of COVID. They need the chaos so I would see, I would also anticipate an enormous buildup in intensity of chaotic events. Russia, Ukraine, banking, climate, COVID. They need chaos. Expand social media and Main Street media collusion, even though they've gotten in trouble for it. The federal judge says you were out of bounds. You were breaking the law. When you went to social media and suppressed free speech, government not allowed to do it. 
using a third party to suppress speech. So they already got in trouble. I would also expect expanded social media censorship, mainstream media ignorance. Mainstream media has a lot on the line right now. You have an all-time epic scandal. I mean, and I'm so sorry to break that to Democrats that want to say, uh, you know, Republicans are just the worst thing since Satan. This is the greatest scandal of all time. This is a sitting vice president that was actively taking big-time bribes, high-dollar bribes, big-level bribes, you know, tens and twenties of millions of dollars from scary players. China, Russia, Ukraine, Romania. These are not babies. And again, Joe Biden doesn't have any business. He has no services. He has no, he sells nothing except access, favors. He sells those and he sells them for a lot. So that's happening and Main Street Media wants to pretend like it's not, but it's happening. Joe Biden is going to get impeached if they don't remove him first. Democrats say, what are you doing? One of the things that we use against Trump is that he is the twice impeached president. We're not willing to let you go get impeached again, even though we know we're not going to get you removed. Neither was Trump. But they use impeached all the time like it happened. We can't let you do that because it ruins one of our narratives. So we got Joe Biden down. But you are going to expand the direction of the FBI's influence over social media, of the FBI's influence on mainstream media, the lying and the testimony, the congressional oversight, where you have people like Mayorkas, where you have people like Christopher Ray, Anthony Blinken, lying directly to him, and nothing happens. You're going to see heightened cover-up is the point. And I'll be very quick, frankly, and then you just heard with Jenna Griswold, the whole play here, is to get Donald Trump removed from the ballot to where he's not even a choice on that. And we, and we knew they would steep to that at some point, stoop to it. You know, there's really no bottom. The reason that Democrats can do really well is, A, there is no bottom ethically. There's no places they can't go. Epstein Island. I mean, there's no pla- mail-in cheating. I mean, there's no places they won't go when it comes to fraud. Uh, look you right in the eye and say the vaccine's safe and effective. Uh, look you right in the eye and say that it, January 6th was the worst day in American history, worse than Pearl, Pearl Harbor. Um, I mean, just they're not good thinkers. But the reality is this is going to be that moment. Democrats have to overcome all those things. Keep it. And if necessary, kill Trump, if necessary. I think that that would kill a movement. The reason they don't kill Donald Trump already is it would permanently cement a stand in America. If they can convince, though, the Trump supporter that your idol, the guy that you were worshiping, is actually a bad guy, he's going to jail, and you don't want to follow people like that anymore, you can get the movement to die that way. If you kill him, it's permanent. He's legend. He's cemented. He's all-time a sympathetic figure. But don't put it beyond. If they have to, to retain power, please know that Democrats will do anything including that, to keep it. Don't believe me? (laughs) Just look at their behavior, and it's an escalating behavior. It's a filthy behavior. It's an anti-American behavior. Five things so that they have to do, and now we're up to the point where we'll just keep him off the ballot. And they'll have this in court. And you think Democrats are worried about if they broke the law, but it got them the election, and that we'll deal with it in the courts years and years? Absolutely not. 
you, you still could get a day where we find out publicly, it's revealed, that the 2020 election has been certified as the absolute biggest fraud in American history. You could absolutely get that. The problem is the damage is already done. Look what Joe Biden did at our border. Destroyed it. Absolutely destroyed it. 11 million new people and counting. Cities begging for support, help, even though they asked for it. Cities imploding on themselves. The damage is done. I already know it was a fraudulent election. You do too. You think 81 million signed up for this? $5 gas, $4 gas, inflation, every gas, every food, everything. They signed up for this? More homeless? More oversight? I don't think so. The damage is already done, though. Even if you remove Joe Biden today, we'd hit our knees and praise God. And, you know, if, he, if it's his will, that would be amazing. Damage is done. A lot of people have gotten hurt as a result of Joe Biden's very brief time in office so far. A lot of people, a lot of kids. Jeez. A lot of sex trafficking victims. A lot of LGBTQ trans surgery victims. A lot of black lives matter. A lot of poor folks, a lot of black folks inner city that don't have the police they used to. And they've gotten more violent, hurt them. Damage is done. That's why it's act now. Stand now. Too late to do it. I remember that, you know, 40 years from now, 30 years ago, won't do any good. Oh, yeah, I remember that. It was the weirdest election. They, they elected this like old, like nobody ever saw him. He never made sense. And then he won with like a record amount of votes. It was so weird. Everybody's like scratching their head like, what? Happened? But nobody did anything. And they silenced everybody. They said, if you talk about it, you're anti-American. You're a communist. You're a, you're a dumb Trumper. I remember that. Too late. Country's already changed by them. We're doing that now. We're stopping and standing now. But absolutely, this is the final stand. Laws get made that become too challenging to get out of society. And I think four, year, four more years. And the sad thing is the judges. Holy cow, these judges. They're littered throughout the country. All these big high-profile cases are going to judges that are absolutely activists. They were once, you know, like an injury attorney. Now they're an activist judge and says, hey, we got another Republican. Let's throw the book at them. I mean, that's going on right now. How do you get them out? The damage is already in. Stops now. Stop the bleeding. You won't survive four more years of bad, hurtful, harmful policy. But to declare that Donald Trump tried to steal the presidency and convince yourself of the lie, it's the same thing as the glaciers are melting. We've got five years to live. We're all dead. Climate's burning. It's the same. You have to really convince yourself of that. And that's a tough... That's, God bless you if you're there. But to think that you personally, by driving a car that requires lithium and cobalt excavation, that destroys your precious mother nature, for, for, you, for you to not be able to stop and think, well, geez, no, I don't want to be a part of the problem. I don't want to contribute to that. And to pat yourself on the back because you got a Tesla, because you got a Prius, and you're better than me because, no, no, you're just, you're, you're less informed than me. Because if you saw the bottom of the food chain of what it takes to get a lithium battery, excavate all those metals, if you saw that, would you still feel the same about yourself and your electric vehicle? Would you still feel like you're helping the environment? Or would you feel like maybe you were hurting a child, hurting a person? Oof. I don't know, man. Uh, They seem to need a full reset up top.
the Democrats. And I think I think Republican strength can get their minds right. I just think Democrats, for the most part, if they would just spend 10, 15 minutes in reason, 10, 15 minutes in sanity, 10, 15 minutes in just critical thinking, really stepping back, I think it would change their lives. I think we could get them free, you know, get them free of the bondage of what is the Democrat Party, especially poor folks. Holy cow. We support you. They don't. My goodness and gracious. Folks, remember this. Hit subscribe everywhere you get your shows. We're back next week. We've got shows coming out all over the weekend. Until next time, do this. Serve God. Help others. Stay good. Goodbye. Stay connected with the show on Instagram at The Matthew Dark Show or send an email to TheMatthewDarkShow at gmail.com. Missed a show? Download any episode on Spotify. The Matthew Dark Show, live Wednesdays and Thursdays at 9 a.m. on KLZ 560 a.m.